Today I'm talking to Jethro Sheen. Jethro runs a stone carving business, Sheen Stoneworks, in Gort, South County, Galway, about 10 minutes away from here. He grew up in the countryside on a mountain with stunning views out over the Burren in County Clare. As children, they had a very active outdoors lifestyle that was very close to nature on a day-to-day -day basis with hiking, camping and caving adventures near and far. But he started working with stone at around the age of 14. And at age 22, after a few years abroad, he started his own business. He has been in the South Galway area for the past 20 years, the past 10 of which have been at the premises, a beautiful old historical stone house in Gort, which he now owns. And it is here that he has his sculpture showrooms and gardens, which are a constant work in progress. You can view his work at sheenstoneworks.ie and under the same name on Facebook. Today I'm talking to Jethro Sheen, who is doing a beautiful artwork for us at the moment. Um, hi Jethro. Hello Mary, how are you? How are you today? I'm good. Beautiful good. morning. Beautiful morning. You were doing a little bit of gardening when I arrived. I was. I'm sort of part-time gardener as much as anything else with the level of, yeah, it's kind of plant and stone sort of work well together or crucial. Um, yeah, there's um, a big showroom here with pieces of your work and yep. some of it's outside, some of it's inside and it's, it's worth a visit everybody. So mm. we'll put all the contact details in the show notes. So Indeed. tell us about the guy you're working on for the Borough Nature Sanctuary. Um, so yeah, I was uh, contacted maybe a month, five weeks ago, something like that, uh, in relation to the making of a badger, um, life-size badger, relatively quickly, just by looking at various poses, um, the badger was to be as natural as possible, not to be kind of a mannequin, but to be animated to a degree. And, posture I guess was the thing because it was to be presented in a natural environment um, so I just kind of ran with that quite quickly and it all just happened very quickly and now there's a badger there is. <laughs> in I existence just, so, yeah. I, I have just yeah. visited him and he's looking yeah. fabulous mm. the shape mm. is just um, oh it's like oh you just want to you know rub him he's so mm. nice and he's made out of limestone, so you're a, yep. a stonemason. Yep. Um, and that's the same stone that the whole burren is made out of. Exactly. And you had a piece of stone in your yard, luckily, that was you thought might make. Yeah. The yeah. Right. Again, yeah. That that also, I suppose, as is the case uh, quite often with sculpture, particularly. Obviously, there's precise um, commissions, and then there's ones that you. So in this case, I had a stone that was close enough and of good enough quality, but it, you can find when you get something like that, it'll also guide you in terms of posture and what will fit. And um, even on this particular stone, initially I thought it was way too tall, but ultimately now it's worked out that it's the perfect, literally the perfect height where the legs worked down to the base and the whole thing so it was just kind of a, a natural 
working out of things you work into a piece of stone and yeah and the width of it is ideal as well like that was remarkable to get the, that the, that level of shape into that narrow yeah it was, yeah that was a, yeah that his, was, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very, very yeah very happy with the width mm. of him he's yeah. very he's chunky yeah 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 he's a solid <laughs> chap so can you tell us about how you started um with your art and how the stoneworks here developed and, and your story? Uh, yeah, so I'm from Kilnavoy, grew up in Kilnavoy, uh, which is, you could argue it's just off of the burn, I suppose, but within view of, so I would have grown up on the burn, more or less, um, being extremely active in nature and on the outdoors as a family, caving and sort of hiking and just all sorts out on the burn, so I would be very familiar with it. And with stone as well, and I guess I come from quite a practical family. We all work with our hands and have done since the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since certainly since whatever, since yeah, we just since always the did. Stone, since the Stone Age. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah that was mine. I, that's, yeah, it was all me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we just always worked with our hands in whatever capacity from 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 living memory, really. So and then. Yeah, like my father would be a carpenter and furniture making. My mother is a knitwear designer. Sister is jewellery designer. My brother's a carpenter. So we all, we all work with hands. And my own personal why I went into the stone was almost a series, probably like lots of people's lives, just a series of, I don't want to say accidents, but just as the way life is, it just kind of, uh, we didn't fall into it. We were basically we were building or, or, or upgrading a house, and um, my brother, being the older brother, did carpentry with my father, and I ended up just doing the masonry, and did, so got into stone. That from yeah, about twelve years old, thirteen, uh, and then as, uh, after that few years of building and working on in construction on the house, I was. I was brought working with a guy from Limerick who was a stone carver himself and uh, so I would work with him on weekends and summer holidays for, from maybe 15 to 18. Um, and what was he doing? Was he doing renovations? Or no, 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 he was a scope carver. Oh, yeah, there was, there was a lot of artistic, a lot of stuff based in um, Celtic, I suppose, symbolism and Latin style things not, not necessarily three-dimensional sculpture as such so more carving and because you have a beautiful tree of life down there and some other celtic designs True, which, yeah. um, I, we're doing a, a youtube video to um accompany these podcasts this isn't a zoom now so we won't get the podcast video but i put the video of the stoneworks up on youtube um with jethro's interview so you can see some of the works which are beautiful um so yeah that that was kind of i i worked with um with john for yeah like three years so i was making stuff and practical things always like i, I would make fireplaces tables um some scu sculptural things but not not intricate or more kind of two-dimensional but standing stones different different things um then i left I, I thatched for a year as well actually after that I went thatching and then I went to traveling for a couple of years 
I came home, I was 20, probably 22 at that stage, and I've just been starting my own business at that age, and I've been doing it ever since, but that was more, I was just in, in largely working in um, construction to a degree, building walls, all, all this stone, um, stone walls, stone house fronts, and I suppose in a way that had and has a massive influence on my work in the sculptural context because of an, a lot of taught sculptors or banker masons wouldn't have the knowledge of the break of the stone in the same way that someone who spent years and years smashing stone with a hammer, mm. limestone, particularly all the various textures that can come out of that and the breaks. And so Interesting. The two worked very well together, actually, so it's a unique thing to have both that... Um, Experience. Yeah, that size. brutality of stone and, just, and, then, and then also the... the the finer side and to mix the two was quite, but I suppose while I was out doing that, I, I would have always been carving, so I would have made sure I got air hammer and compressor, so I'd always, well, I wasn't necessarily working in that in any commercial sense particularly, um, I would always have done it. Um, so you're gaining your experience with yeah. carving? Yeah, even as a hobby, I'd go home and feck and be, you know, I'd have a, I used to have a, barrel in the kitchen with stone on it and just lump the hammer and chisels and just belt away there so that was in that wasn't anymore no, that was in my early early days but yeah of an evening mm. you just did um and now you're here in gort mm. um so for the listeners because we have the listeners in the a lot in the u.s actually right um so gort uh, do you want to tell us about gort seeing as you're from here um so I grew up not a million miles from Gort, but it is in Galway. So it was a, it was a, another county as such, and we didn't. I grew up maybe seventeen miles from Gort, um, but wouldn't have had any much um, interaction with the place uh, growing up. But I have nevertheless have ended up here. I've been here for twenty over twenty years. Um, first. By accident, ended up living in Lochcoutre Estate, which is an amazing castle estate, um, two miles from Gort, the old seat of the Lord Gort, who uh, was the landlord of the area. But um, lived I in. lived there for a oh, year. Oh, did you really? About uh, really? less than a year, I'd say. In the, well, do you know the gate lodge? I forget what it's called with the big. With the big gate at the front, it's on the road. The front lodge, yeah. Really, front on the lodge, yeah. on this the near one. Yeah. Before, oh wow. Before they did it up, so. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I lived in that one too. Oh, was that the one you lived in? No, but only temporarily. Okay, yeah. I was in this middle lodge for okay. nearly ten years. Yeah. Um, so we had a lot of fun there. My son was. Um, right. Cool. He was like eight at the time, and yeah. it was it was just like uh, we thought we were, he mm. thought he was like the knights and the shining armor really? or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> But then it came to winter and that wasn't really no, no, that I, I, insulated. Fucking <laughs> Baltic. Bit stony. Yeah, yeah. Tough station. Yeah, so, um, and then Gort. Gort is, uh, like, yeah, it's an old market town. Um, it's a really interesting town. Um, it has a lot of characters. Character, characters. Um, a lot of different influences of people from all over the world um it has a, a very creative heart it doesn't really it? does yeah. yeah it really does it's got a very special position geographically in terms of its proximity to clare the wildness of the burn and then the 
Schlieborti. The transition of landscape is very interesting from the acidic to the alkaline. Um, yeah, it's kind so of the divider. would be the bogs, um, yeah. more woodland, and yeah. then the borough is limestone. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, alkaline. And so you have all this vast amount of water pouring off of the alkaline or the acid hills mm. behind, and so there's a lot of underground, mm. a lot of volume of water that had to be got rid of. So the gort with the burn lowlands here, which is where gort is, is um, an incredible geological place. Um, it's just fascinating throughout mm. the different times of year what what um, the landscape changes what dramatically. Doing water is going up and then yeah. rivers disappear. Did, did you know that the river that's the catchment area for this whole area mm. goes underground and comes out at Tungoro Castle? I did. I did. And that I did. lake. Have you seen the disappearing lake? I have. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's black because obviously it's got all the bog. Yeah. Um, I that's swear to where God, it I, comes out. I, I've seen, I've turned up, I went, I found that lake by accident one morning and I walked around it and it was after a bit of a trialling period for me personally and I thought I'd been not been able to walk for a little bit and when I found it I was totally blown away, it was so beautiful, gorgeous lake, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I haven't been fishing either in ages, I'm going to come back later with my rod and I did and there was no lake. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? It was just totally mad. Yeah, um, it's really magical. Mm. There's um, what's the place in Gort, the sinkhole where the river goes down? It's called the the, the Devil's Punch Bowl. The punch, punch Bowl, yeah, the Devil's Punch Bowl, yeah, yeah. where the river just drops yeah. out of sight and repeatedly yeah. surfaces and drops throughout yeah. the the area. Yeah, yeah and with Cool Park, Lady Gregory, mm. Lady Gregory's husband was actually the landlord to the farm mm. at the Borough Nature Sanctuary. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he was a he was a nice landlord. Mm. Um, he tried to help people with the one acre clause. Oh well. Yeah, to okay. tr which was if you had a farm less than one acre, you could apply for a ticket to America in the famine. Oh, okay. But unfortunately, mm. it went against the people because everyone used it to evict the small farmers. Ah. So, but it was it came from a good place, and right. there is good feeling for him yeah, around yeah. Um, Kimbari. Did a yeah. lot for people with TB at the time. Right. What was his first name again? W H William H Gregory. That's right. Yeah. He was a TD. Mm. Much older he was much older, then yeah, he died yeah, and she yeah. went off and had a great time with Yeats and revival and all yeah, that. So yeah, so she yeah. was, like, I mean, Lady Gregory, have you seen the new programme that she was? I have, Miriam Margulies, yeah. I, I made the plaque in it that they unveil on, in the share, yeah. Oh, you made the plaque? <laughs> I did make the plaque. Okay, that, yeah. so that's a, what's that programme called? It's like Finding Lady Gregory or Yeah, something Lady along Gregory. those lines, yeah. Very good programme. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. learnt a lot about her, yeah. but I mean, really the Celtic revival, um, which was an artistic revival, which really spurred the revolution and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, it was an important. Came from yeah. art. Mm. You know, the symbols on the coins, the Irish yeah. anthem, the poetry of Yeats, all of that mm. turned the, the corner for Ireland. Sure, and that yeah. Was the founding of the Abbey Theatre was, was by Lady Gregory, so you'd have to imagine a lot of that happened here in Gort, that um, ideas and the whole thing, the, the way it, it, it um, developed, would have been yeah. all basically happened around here yeah, you know, it's in Dublin it would have been coming to reality around in these parts which in terms of importance yeah culturally for the for Ireland yeah, is huge yeah, I mean massive, Cool yeah. Park you can visit the autograph tree with all the poets like Yeats and Singh and everyone carved their initials um, so that's another beautiful place if you're coming to Gort yeah. we've kind of gone off a bit track but it's yeah. still about great the area creativity the place. yeah for sure yeah. yeah and so what's really spurs your creativity or, or what do you feel 
do you have any opinions on creativity? Too many, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. um, so coming from a hands-on background um, and not a background of plenty, it, I didn't come to, and still I wouldn't say I'm necessarily there really, things would always have had to have function as opposed to just um, something to please the senses in an artistic way. So You yeah. didn't have the luxury of doing that because... Yeah, so literally everything I would make, even though I was happy to lend the idea of adding beauty to something that could also be functional, but the transition then to just go purely that it was enough just to be um, look something to for the senses, I guess. So Aesthetic. The aesthetic, yeah. Mm. Um, so it didn't, and it took me, so while I've been doing this for 30 odd years, I didn't grow up, I suppose, or decide this is what I'm doing, to, what, maybe 11 years ago now, to say I'm going to be, I am a stone carver, I am a, that's what I'm going mm. to devote myself and dedicate. You're stone carver, stone mason. Stone carver, mason, sculptor, all of whatever. it, everything, yeah. yeah. So... I just put the head down and literally, and, and in terms of creativity, like I get inspiration from everything, nature, travel, architecture, I'm big into um, archaeology, uh, read all kinds of everything, um, yeah. seen and been in a lot of parts of the world, um, and yeah, just influenced by life, I guess. Mm. Um, and when you're working on a project, I mean, people talk about flow. Mm. Um, you know, you're trying to do something. It's always very scary to... You've got that lump of stone and now you're expected to turn it into a badger and if mm. something goes wrong, then it's mm. like a big... Mm. I won't say the word. Something <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Back> up. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of pressure there. But then when you're actually in the process of the work, do you find yourself in flow and when thing, everything's going right, there's a lovely kind of... It would be it would a, 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 yes and no yeah you, you you have flows so it has flowed up to now and then I suppose last week I was working on it and it's it's at a stage where I've basically got the full shape which I'm quite happy with and it's already very obviously a badger in every way to look at it's a bear but it's a badger you know so it's it's so it's I'm still kind of getting, taking off a bit of weight here and there that's just obviously excess stone, but I'm also very aware that the next stage is crucial in a way that, you know, the adding of the eyes or the fur or different things of the claws. Yeah, that's a whole different, whole different next stage. So, yeah, there would be, so flow is moving into... Pressure of getting pressure. the details right. So, like, you know, I would... I would I've started doing the claws now. I'm just studying the the paws and how they are in form and how the claws come out and their shape and length and the the difference and how wide the pads are with versus the, the claw width and then the length of the claw and the shape of the claw and the front legs and the back legs. So you have to. And each time you start looking at one piece, I mean, the, you, you there's so much detail in a, in even a badger's claw yeah, you've never sure, looked yeah, at it before yeah, like nobody has probably yeah. looked at the badger's claw yeah. well not many people yeah. in the world have studied sure, it yeah. like you know yeah 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 absolutely well i mean yeah to, yeah i'd say because even so i'd be googling like photos of badger's paws and there's not that many it's not something somebody's gone up and done like so yeah it's it's um so trying to find a clear pose or shot or whatever of yeah. of, of 
of that and then also the angle of the foot and the heel and everything changes all the time depending on the position of the right. where the weight is placed on the bowser so that's just the claws then there's the eyes and the ears and the you know it's all the tail everything's got to be so i, I i'm overall i'm pretty happy with where it's at the shape wise so but but nevertheless so that next stage of flow when i get so i'll get the back claws good mm. but they'll be where we're positioning it so the overall piece will be good but i will get the get the back paws right first and then by the time i come to even well one paw all the rest of the paws then i'll know yeah yeah instinctively if it was, and they'll flow through yeah. so that is kind of take it step by step one paw at a time <laughs> One paw, one claw at a time. One claw at a time, yeah. And the one thing with the stone as well, like, once you've taken it off, you can't come that. back on, so that's... Yeah, that's, no, we were thinking about that, because the other two sculptures are metal, so we've got a copper, and you can rejig that. Yes. And the dragonfly, you know, I know Emma was trying to get the form, and it's like, oh, no, I'm going to take them apart again, and I'm going to fix them up a different yeah. way, but yeah. there is no going back for the badger. No. <laughs> and it's far more subtle than you might think. It's like yeah. even you know you do it's this big strong bulk of a badger, but even like two or three mil in a certain place changes the entire shape, aspect, mm. character, nature. It's, it's mad how mm. even a tiny little bit of stone removed completely changes the whole thing. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's kind of yeah, you gotta yeah. you you. you Sometimes, yeah, you, you you have to stop yourself from running ahead and make sure you're considering what mm. you do before you do it. Yeah. Um, and how do you feel about a deadline? Or I mean, sometimes deadlines are okay. If you had, you know, oh, do it whenever you want. It's like, oh, I'm too afraid to start the... Yeah, it wouldn't make a difference to me. It wouldn't make a difference. No, I just work. I work yeah. at it. If it's there to be done, I just do it. Do it, yeah. All the time. I don't... Mm. Uh, uh, unfortunately yeah jobs play on me anything it's like a, it's like a debt almost mm. it's outstanding and you have to clear Finish. it <laughs> that's yeah. it it's ultimately yeah, it's yeah. commitment yeah so it's, even if i anything if there isn't a deadline it would still be the same it would be done in the yeah. same way yeah. it would just be done yeah and that's it. Be done when it's done that's it Jerry. Just, so it'll appear yeah. at the bar in each century when when he's ready is it a boy or a girl <laughs> i think it was a boy wasn't i think it's it? a boy yeah yeah so. It's a full-size adult male badger, um, but you know, in the sort of nods to the way things are, say, take your pick. You know. That is true. <laughs> Ultimately, there's not any yeah. major difference in overall shape. Maybe a little bit in size, but yeah. otherwise, it's uh, male and female badgers. So, yeah, yeah no, I think they're, they're more. So we do have a lot of badgers, um, mm. and Ramiro, who lives on the farm, has a trial camera. You know, capture camera. And we see a lot of them and we're very, like we have 50 acres, there's 25 acres of cover, but if they stick their snout outside of the farm, they'd be lucky to mm. survive. Nobody yeah. wants them. They yeah. think they carry TB. Yeah. They're, they're on a mission to eradicate mm. them. Mm. And they'll just realise in a few years time how desperately sad that was. Mm. Uh, and, you know, Ireland in a biodiversity emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, so the badger is a very special creature. Yeah. I mean... Is there anything about the badger that you know of um, in the Celtic tradition or anything like that? that I don't know, there's not necessarily across? the same mystical association that there might be with the hair, but I do think 
the brock, which is brock is the Irish word for badger. Um, there is an importance. It is one of our main mammals, and we only have but a few: the 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 the, the fox, the badger, the hare. We've got some smaller stoats and and pine martens and things. But the wolf no more. The wolf no more. Yeah, the wolf is gone. Um, I think the badger. It's gotten a bad rap since, I suppose, modern industrialised farming is a feature that yeah, it's, it, it has gotten blamed for carrying TB. To why, and yeah, like Mary said, there's a, has been a bit of a campaign to treat them as if they were not uh, beneficial to the landscape, which isn't necessarily the case. Um, I don't. Think, I think it's been proven not to be, but nevertheless, mm. it's still it the notion holds in people's minds that it, they are, and they do, in fact, hold TB, but they're not spreaders mm. of of it as such. So um, they are getting an unfair. And it, to be honest, with the way that the land is all used, increasingly intensified, it's a miracle that they survive in the way they do. Yeah. It's a, they're they're a credit. They're tough. Yeah, they, they are, are so tough. tough. Yeah. They're so That's tough. That's the thing about a battery, it's tough. It's you know, tough. That is the it's biggest tough. thing about it, actually. Um, I got a good example of that when we had the bit of a heat wave and there was a, a wild bee's nest that I didn't even know was there. But I mm. saw this kind of digging out. Mm. And I was like, who on earth would be yeah. digging out and eating wild bees? Yeah, and yeah. I googled it and I said, when badgers are desperate, when mm. there's no water, mm. I felt so bad. I put out yeah. a drink of water, they will eat, they will wow, dig out the wild bees. Wow. And, you know, they have an amazing sense mm. of smell. And also people are afraid of badgers because they know that they have a very strong grip in their yeah. jaw. Yeah. And that if you put a stick against a badger, um, it will break the stick with its jaw and... Yeah. You know, the you don't want to tangle with a badger. The is that it would break your bone the same way it yeah. would break a stick, and clearly, if a badger is cornered, it's going to get angry. I've, I, in, in, in the various things that have come up researching this, so the, there was one story about a badger moving a 20 kilo stone just with sheer, like just pushed it, pushing it around like not like it was a pebble. Kilo. Yeah, 20 yeah. kilos, a decent big chunk of stone, and badgers just yeah, pushing it around. Yeah, mm. they're tough, they're tough, and they're built like to dig and they, they I tried to free a badger out of a trap once and it was just the sheer strength and muscle of it to yeah. try and hold it and to help it obviously you didn't know yeah. what was going on but yeah it's um, yeah. strength definitely a badger represents yeah. strength we had one um I had a call from the vet a few years ago and she said we've got this badger um it's been run over it was handed in to us but She's just walking around the kitchen drinking milk, oh. and we can't let her out because we don't think she's got her. She's in her right mind, you know. Yeah. Um. So, we're, would you be interested in building a habitat for the, this badger to mm. keep her safe? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll have to look into the licensing, etc. It took me mm. ages, and eventually I got back to Caroline and I said, um, "What's the story of the badger then?" Oh, the badger. She came to her senses. She was very angry when she realised she was in somebody's kitchen, and they let her go. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we didn't get the badger. But Something I, I can't quite imagine not having a badger wandering around the kitchen, you know. She's so sweet, you yeah. can pet her and give her yeah. little things of milk. She obviously yeah. had a concussion. Yeah, yeah I'm not surprised <laughs> the badger had a, a rude awakening at some point. It doesn't sound like a doesn't sound like a badger. No. no um, no. there is, and I think it was years ago, but they did have some glass-topped badger sets in England somewhere in mm. some yeah. national park. Um, where they were, you could go and observe the poor old badgers, which I'm sure mm. they didn't enjoy that. But mm. 
Um, yeah, it's, it, they're just amazing animals. They're mm. really, really beautiful. They eat the hazelnuts. Um, you can see they've crunched up the hazelnuts. They obviously eat berries and they would eat anything. Grubs and worms, and anything. Worms and beetles and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Small things. I don't think they're necessarily predators no. or anything. Even trues. They would if they got them, but I don't think they're... No. Un- they're not fast in that sense. No, no. They're yeah. just... They um, dig. They're grubbing lot. around. Yeah, yeah grub so around. you can see them um, digging on the mm. nature walk. And they're we nocturnal, ha- aren't they? They're nocturnal, yeah. yeah very, very shy. Mm. They, um, we had a hedgehog survey, and there was no hedgehogs at the really? nature sanctuary. Oh. And badgers eat hedgehogs. They're not afraid of the spikes. So wow. there you go. But um, And talking about books, you said you were... Um, inspired by books have you any title or any book you'd like to recommend to the reader because i often ask um no okay fine. <laughs> i would but it's not not in that specific sense in yeah. relation to this no it's just in a broader a broader way the, the imagination imagination yeah just, just that in terms from creativity that i grew up without a telly so we read voraciously from a very young age and i suppose would would be yeah just read a really diverse range of what was of, your favorite do you remember a favorite book from childhood ah, yeah, any of the lots and lots but i suppose look at raul dahl from a young age would have been very um the imagination raul dahl was wonderful the absurdity um from a child's perspective so that um anything with adventure in it as well even from as a child like the famous five or the, the narnia books mm. um I wouldn't necessarily read about nature, although I am reading a book at the moment, a very good book, about trees. Well, there you go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a while to get there, but... <laughs> well, only, only in the... Oh, uh, books on nature, no, I don't... Oh, yeah, that it, one well, I'm I don't, you see, it's because <laughs> I don't actually read, but this, The Secret Lies, Life of Trees oh, by yes. Colin Tudge, and yes. it's just, yeah, it's, it's uh, remarkable. Um, I, I, and outside of that, I'd read a lot of historical stuff, but uh, a lot of whatever French literature, a lot of voyages of discovery, or crusades, anything real life accounts of all, mm. all sorts of everything. Mm. Um, yeah, The Secret Life of Trees, so mm. I've read that as well. It's a very, I have, yeah. Very cool book, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll wind it up. It's okay. about half an hour, Perfect. and um, is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners, or would you like to give them your website address or contact details? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, the website is Sheen Stoneworks, S H E E N S T O N E W O R K S dot i e, and uh, it's not bad. It hasn't been. I'm terrible at uh, anything technological and getting it together. So it hasn't really been updated in quite a while. So there's newer uh, stuff on the same name on Facebook. So Sheen Stoneworks on mm-hmm. Facebook. And how do you find? How do people find you in Gort if they wanted to visit the showroom? Um, the easiest way is just on Google Maps. It would bring you straight here. Um, so this building is. This building is a historical building. It was part of the workhouse complex, uh, built in eighteen, completed in eighteen forty-eight. It was originally a hospital. Um, Any ghosts? No. No ghosts. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. It's a very good energy and atmosphere. Off it's quite a positive uh, place. I find. Yeah, it's a very interesting place to visit. Mm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a nice, beautiful old stone building, and it mm. lends well to the work I'm doing here. You know, there's a good, 
Lot of, lot of bits of cut stone in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it, it harmonizes quite well, and it's limestone. It's built everything. It's all just a nice um, uh, thing that I've ended up in a place that, yeah. that no, lends nice. well to the to the work. It, it really is. Yeah. It's a stunning building. Mm. Um, yeah, I used to work in Irish natural stone products. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Roy did as well. Okay, so well. So he was mm. in the yard, mm. and Cut I, I was stone, in the office. Right. No, he was just. Um, Managing the yard mm. and managing it. Mm. It was in the Celtic Tiger. It was mm. bonkers. Mm. Man, stone that we horsed out of there. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've always had a soft spot for mm. stone or a mm. hard spot for stone or whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, That's an incredible yeah. material, like particularly the limestone, just that it is yeah. representative of life. It just gives you a good sense of the reality of time and geological time. It's the, the stone that we're making the badger out of, for example, is. 350 million years old mm. um, and it's made up and of the bones it's of made of life creatures. it's life yeah. so it just shows you the reality of actual time and the significance of things it, it gives it it's a great um uh i suppose it gives you a good perspective it uh, allows you to step back from our mania of hu being human and the biz you know it's mm. just all this craziness and we're doing this and that as a thing, but actually 350 million years of life, it's remarkable that the limestone itself is very, yeah. being that it's come from life, so it's still all just going on, I guess. Yeah, giving it more mm. giving it more life. So that, I mm. think that's a lovely place to finish, mm. and it's really beautiful. So thank you very much, Jethro. Thank you. And um, yeah, so look at the YouTube video as well, and I'll put up some footage of the stoneworks. Awesome. News from Borough Nature Sanctuary is that we have launched our audiobook Dust, an Irish Fairy Tale, as a podcast, narrated by the wonderful Sean Keeney. A new chapter will be released every week for the next 10 weeks. Dust came in straight at number one in the charts in the kids' story category for Ireland. Listen to it for free on Apple, Spotify and everywhere else. This week, we hosted a lovely event with the Galway tribe of Gals Gone Wild. Their day included yoga in our venue space, a walk with Amelia the pig, a huge healthy breakfast, and a hike up Sleeve Karen. Burren School for Dogs have also started classes at Burren Nature Sanctuary, so check them out. As this episode will be aired on the 3rd of April, Burren Nature Sanctuary is now open for the season. See you all soon.